0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. The parable of the two sons. We are, of course, seeing what Jesus said about the kingdom of God because, um, let's face it, Colin, some people find it quite difficult to understand this concept, don't they? But we have so many stories that Jesus told us. I love this parable of the two sons. It's, It's a short parable. It is so simple, and it's one of the parables that needs absolutely no um, uh, instruction, really. I mean, it is so obvious what Jesus is saying. But it is so relevant because you see these two attitudes again and again and again uh, when you're a church leader. Uh, Let's read the parable. Jesus said, "What do you think?" You know, Jesus loved to ask questions as well as answer them. And I some of the most telling encounters I've had with God in my life is when he's put a question to me. And and you know, you know that when God puts a question to you, you can't answer in some fickle or or super spiritual or you know, in, in any way that could be remotely superficial. You've got to be real. you got to speak from your heart because you know he sees in your heart. So let, let, let's just read this parable. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered but later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered him, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first they answered. Isn't it simple? What a simple little parable. Now, God constantly asks us to do things because we've been called to fulfill his purpose in our lives. If God isn't asking you to do things, then you're not really in touch with him. Uh, It's not just what you hear him say to you, but he puts before you the people to love, the things he wants you to do in the outworking of his word he wants you to use the life of the kingdom that he's put within you to be a blessing to others so here the father says to one son go and work today in the vineyard uh, we, we saw yesterday that we're all called to work in the vineyard once you belong to the kingdom you're a worker yeah, whether you're a full time, you know, in full time ministry paid by the church or not, that's got nothing to do with it. We're all called to work for the kingdom, not just to go to a house group for two hours and and to church on Sunday. We're called to work for the kingdom, to be involved in the work of the kingdom. Right. So this one says, "No, I don't, I won't. I don't want to." Um, I would have to say that there's many, many times in my life. When God has told me to do things and my reaction has been, oh no, <laughs> Lord, you can't be serious. And, you know, I, I can see immediately the implications of what he's saying, the cost of what he's saying, sometimes even the upheaval that is going to cause to be obedient to what he's saying. But God knows and I know and he knows that I know and he knows that I know that he knows <laughs> that I will go and do it. I, I often feel that. That's often my sort of emotional response. But he knows me well enough to know that if he asks me to do it, I would do it. And I will not have peace unless I do go and do it. But as a pastor and a leader, I know that the people you can't trust are those who, when you say, please go and do this, they say, oh, yes, I'll do it. But they don't do it. even though you know it's what God wants them to do. They just don't do it. The, the You know, there are, there, are, there are some Christians that get stuck with their problems. you know why? They come and they talk to you and you tell them what they have to do. Well, okay, what you need to do is go away and do this, 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 because you know that's God's answer. That's the word of God. They come back to you a little while later oh, still got this problem, still got this problem. Well, last time, God told you to do this, 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 and this. Have you done it? Well, no, you know. uh, They've always got an excuse. I say, well, you better go away again and do it. There's no use me spending any more time with you. Oh, well, will you pray with me? No, I mean, why should I pray for you? You just go and do it. God is not going to set you free just by me praying for you. He's going to set you free when you're obedient to what he's telling you to do. But you see, when you tell them to do it, they can say, oh yes, 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 I will go and do that. But the proof of the pudding is in the eating, isn't it? It's what you do. And people that say to the Lord, yes, I'll do it, but they don't do it. God knows he can't trust them. He he knows that um, they're not going to bear much fruit. Why? Because their hearts do not really belong to the Lord. Their hearts are not, really surrendered to the lord now on the face of it you you see you would say well you'd criticize the first one because of his reaction no you know no i don't want to go but jesus knows well that's just a human reaction but the heart if the heart is right he will go the second one is one, like one of these super spiritual people, always got the right words, always got the right answer. Yes, I'll go. But actually, doesn't have an obedient heart, doesn't have a loving heart, doesn't have a submissive heart, so he doesn't go. And I just love the way Jesus finishes this. Which of the two did what his father wanted? And that's the question for all of us. Who among us does the will of our Father in heaven? That's the point of the parable. So do these two sons represent anybody in particular? Was Jesus having a dig at the religious people at all? Oh yes, because he goes on and says afterwards, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth which means whether you believe it or not, this is the truth. The tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. Now, who's he talking to? He's talking to the religious leaders. He's talking to the self-righteous ones, the the good churchmen. I always call them. I say these are the people that think they really are, you know, the good churchmen. Um... And what Jesus is saying is you're all words, you're all mouth. And the ones who have been reluctant to come into the kingdom, those that have just lived sinful lives for themselves, the tax collectors who were swindlers, the prostitutes, living a very ungodly lifestyle, just using their bodies for money they're getting into the kingdom ahead of you religious ones why? because they are facing the reality of their sin they're seeking forgiveness they're repenting, they're turning away from their life of sin and they're coming into the kingdom of God ahead of the religious people whereas you religious people You just stand in the crowd. You judge them. You judge me for loving them. And you refuse to come yourself into the kingdom. Jesus even said that um, not only did they not come into the kingdom themselves, but they prevented others from doing so. He said on another occasion, you rejected John and his ministry. Whereas all these people were coming from all over Judea to repent of their sins and to be baptized in water for the forgiveness. But you, super spiritual religious people, weren't even aware of how sinful and disobedient you are. So you refuse to repent with John's ministry. You refuse to repent with my ministry. You just cocoon yourselves in your religious self-righteousness. That's really what he was saying. So, uh, you know, he says, for John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. And unsaid, is the implication you have not repented when I have brought you the gospel of the kingdom so they are receiving the gift of the kingdom of heaven and you aren't for all your religious fervor